Hey everyone, this is Spin Moves for your August 27th, 2016. On uh, today's Spin Moves, we're going to be going over the seven games that have played so far. Uh, this is being recorded on Saturday prior to the Saturday games. So we have seven games in the books and nine left to go, including a few tomorrow night. Um, looking at the scores from Thursday's games, Atlanta 6, Miami 17. Uh, Matt Ryan, to me, regressed in his playing uh, from uh, Week 2 against Cleveland, but it's Cleveland's defense, so I really don't think that's a surprise. They've made now Matt Ryan and Jameis Winston look like superstars in the past two weeks. Uh, but he regressed, and Julio Jones got injured. It's an ankle, and he's fine. Uh, so that really helped deflate uh, Atlanta's offense. Uh, as far as Miami, Kenny Stills is continuing to show up. Now, he didn't score this week, but he was in on third downs. Uh, when they need a third down conversion, uh, that's where Tannehill was looking. It was really good. And finally, for the game in rookie IDP news, uh, Atlanta's safety, Keanu Neal, is out three to four weeks uh, after needing a knee surgery. Um, he was injured in the game. And with three to four weeks, it looks like it's going to be like a meniscus trim and then back. So there's that game. And uh, the second game for that night, it was Dallas 17, Seattle 27. Uh, first of all, let's get the elephant out of the room. Uh, because poor, poor Tony Romo. 90 seconds into the game, third play from scrimmage, and he gets nailed by Cliff Averill. Well, he was taken out of the game after obviously being injured to some degree. And he wanted back in, but apparently it was a coach's decision to keep him out. So we'll see what happens there. He should be fine for week one, and we'll get to, <laughs> we'll get to his uh, replacement in a minute. Before we do, though, uh, on Seattle's side of the ball, uh, Tyler Lockett may be a sell high right now. Uh, before he ended up finally scoring that touchdown, Tyler Lockett at one point was number four on the list of targets between him, Doug Baldwin, uh, Jermaine Kearse, and then Richardson. All three of those wide receivers had more targets than him. He ended up with three. And another statistic that I went back and I looked at to uh, kind of get a feel for it is that Lockett was only in on 16 snaps. That's 25% of the total offense. And Baldwin was in on 31, which was 49% of the offense. So it may be time, although Lockett did do what he was supposed to do with that time. He had a touchdown and I believe 42 yards on those three targets. Uh, as, for, as far as rookies, or anything involving rookies go, uh, Dak Prescott... The replacement for Tony Romo in this game looked good, statistically. Uh, he was 39 for... In his game so far this preseason, he's 39 for 50 for 454 yards and five touchdowns. Um, earlier in the night on Twitter, I had said that I had seen him go in redraft leagues, and I friends don't let friends draft Dak Prescott in redraft and I still stand by that. Um, I do not believe that he will have much playing time during the season. And even if he get, even if Tony Romo gets injured, I don't know 
if you're going to see Dak Prescott come in and be able to have an impact like we saw from like a Tyrod Taylor last year. So uh, he may be the guy in a couple of years, but for right now, I don't think he's much of an option. Uh, in game number three, the first Friday game, it was New England 19, Carolina 17. Jimmy Garoppolo had mixed. Uh, he had a, he had he had mixed showing. He went uh, nine for fifteen for fifty seven yards, so not really that good. And Cam Newton also struggled. Cam Newton was thirteen for twenty nine for a hundred yards and two picks. So it was a very interesting game on the ground. Uh, one thing that I did notice is that Jonathan Stewart, in the time that he played, looked really good, and. Cameron Artis Payne, he came in and did pretty decent as the uh, the backup role. So I think that their run game is going to be their thing. And then LeGarrette Blunt on New England side also had a decent game. Uh, so it's going to be uh, ground and pound, I think, for a little bit for both of those teams, especially, uh, well, which makes perfect sense because Carolina had the most runs from scrimmage last year. And the first four games, Tom Brady's not there. So you're going to see... Probably Blunt get a lot of work in those first four weeks. Uh, in game four on our list, uh, Buffalo 16, Washington 21. I have been getting quite a few offers for Jonathan Williams. If you remember back to our uh, podcast talking about uh, rookies and who to draft this year, Jonathan Williams is one of my most frequently drafted rookies because I could get him in the third round. Now that Carlos Williams is gone... I have been getting a lot of offers, a lot of cheap offers to grab him. I think my personal favorite one so far uh, has been Jonathan Williams and Brashad Breeland for Shaq Barrett, which, for those of you who do not play IDP, those last two names mean nothing to you. Breeland is a cornerback for Washington, and Shaq Barrett is a linebacker, a, a pass-rushing big sack linebacker, so if you're not getting those types of points in your IDP league, he's not that good. Uh, but he is an, a linebacker for Denver. So between those two guys, I was, I'm sorry, between the trade itself, the guy was basically trying to snatch up Jonathan Williams because even though he's there, the word still is that Mike Gillisley is the backup. However, yesterday, both LaShawn McCoy and Mike Gillisley did not play. Or at least did not record anything. I know for a fact that McCoy didn't play. Uh, oddly enough, Tyrod Taylor only played two series before being pulled. So, Buffalo getting 16 points, uh, the move to do that really stagnated the offense. And we did see Kirk Cousins come in and score three touchdowns. So that was great. He only had one interception. Um, but his overall percentage of accuracy was rather low, just going over 50% accuracy, being 12 of 23. So I still have Kirk Cousins as a QB2, but what I did like to see is how fluidly and the, um, the connection that he has with, um, with Jordan Reed, the tight end. Uh, I think Jordan Reed this year could... He's probably the only tight end that I would trust to give any competition to with Gronk. So we'll see going forward. Uh, but that overall was the story in Washington. Now, 
Uh, the next game, number five on the list, is uh, Cleveland. <laughs> and oh boy, we saw the Browns, mainly their defense, let Tampa Bay put on a show. Uh, Cleveland 13, Tampa Bay 30. Uh, but before we get to the negatives on the uh, defensive side of the ball, it was so good to see Josh Gordon get back and make his two catches uh, for over, you know, I believe it was, I want to say it was 85 yards and a touchdown on two touches. The, the touchdown pass was 47 yards on its own. Those are the types of plays that this offense is going to need. One thing I did notice is that when Gordon was in, numbers-wise, we didn't see Trail Pryor uh, basically have that type of role. So my concern with Trail Pryor at this point is what exactly will his role be if he's not playing that same type of over-the-top wide receiver. Uh, we also saw Coleman play, uh, and he was uh, targeted once for no catch and had two uh, returns for a total of 10 yards. So not much there. Uh, Mike Evans, though, on the Tampa Bay side, looked really good. He had five catches for 115 yards and a score. And I think that people who have been waiting on Mike Evans to finally shine are going to really enjoy this season as he continues to grow with Jameis Winston. Uh, speaking of which, both quarterbacks, both starting quarterbacks for the respective teams, RG3 and uh, Jameis Winston, both looked really good. You know, looking at their QBR ratings, both of them had an over 100 rating. Uh, RG3 had a 108.5 and Winston had a 123.3. Uh, so both had good outings, and that part was promising. Uh, I th expect Cleveland to be able to run a lot this season, and because of that, it'll put, between the run game from the running backs and also the run game that RG3 can provide, I think you're going to see him have opportunity to be more accurate because those, run those rushing yards from the QB open up passing lanes in the game itself. Moving on to the sixth game, Pittsburgh 27, New Orleans 14. Looking at Jesse James last night, I think that we do not have much of an issue in regards to missing out on Ladarius Green here. I think Jesse James could fill in just fine. Uh, Ladarius Green is in rehab, and they're hoping to get him back. But at this point, if you're in a redraft league, you may want to take Jesse James to the last pick of your draft. Because at least for the time being, he looks like he's ready to go, and he's a legitimate red zone threat catching a five-yard touchdown. Uh, as far as the uh, New Orleans defense, though, <laughs> New Orleans allowed Big Ben to go 148 yards and throw two touchdowns, one to Jesse James and one to Antonio Brown in the first quarter before like the five-minute point left. So with with that in mind, I think New Orleans is going to maybe scored on a lot this year. And I also think that you're going to see Drew Brees throw for probably some of the highest number of yards and just overall points as a fantasy quarterback again this year because he's going to have to to keep them in the games. Uh, looking at uh, other points from their game, Willie Sneed, I feel he's a lot to get the second most targets. He looked really good last night. I do not expect Michael Thomas to sit there and, and take that role from him. 
So Willie Sneed, to me, yesterday catching a touchdown, looked really good. Uh, Brandon Cooks had one target. But, you know, going against Pittsburgh, uh, that's fine. Cooks is going to get his, but I think if I want a guy to own right now, I think they're still a little too low on Sneed. Uh, I don't know exactly when to grab him. I don't have I don't have ADP in front of me, but I do know that in my recent redrafts that I've been doing, I've been able to get him as my wide receiver five, roughly in the seventh to eighth round. So if he's still there, consider him a target. Um, finally, we're looking at Green Bay twenty-one, San Francisco ten, and this one honestly is real easy for me. Uh, First off, on the Green Bay side, Joe Callahan is looking really good as like a, a, an undrafted free agent coming in as a quarterback. I'm not talking about supplanting Rodgers by any means, but they carried the same efficiencies throughout the game. And I could really see Callahan sitting behind him and becoming that backup if Brett Hundley does not uh, take off. Now, he didn't play yesterday, but... Callahan is that sneaky grab for guys, you know, I wouldn't so much obviously pick him up per se, but I would definitely keep an eye on him and see what they do with Hunley because if they decide to move on from Hunley, um, I think that following and keeping Callahan as a, on a watch list uh, would be good in your two quarterback leagues on the off chance that Rodgers goes down. And on the San Fran side, <laughs> what an absolute mess. I mean, all things aside from the non-football topics that'll, you know, uh, dominate the airwaves today regarding San Francisco. Looking from a football perspective, the only thing that I took away from it and watching the clips that I was able to get a hold of was that uh, Carlos Hyde, there's no one there to compete with Carlos Hyde for that starting job. And so if we get the Chip Kelly offense that continues to just do massive amounts of plays and run a lot, Carlos Hyde could have a huge year if he can get the ability to get out into the open. He can, you know, catch a ball, he can run with the ball, but they're going to have to open holes and they're going to have to throw the ball to him. Blaine Gabbert seems also to be the starter, and at least for the first half of the season, I don't see Kaepernick taking that away from him. Uh, Besides that, that's about it for the games. Uh... Over injuries real quick, the two main ones, we saw Tony Romo go down, that he's expected to come back, and we saw Julio do the same thing, basically. He went down with an ankle injury, but he's expected to play week one. So, nothing too devastating for your big guys. Uh, With that said, in two days' time, I'll have out the uh, other nine games, and then we'll be doing a uh, podcast Tuesday night, and hopefully have that out for you guys uh, Wednesday night and a Thursday. Thanks Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one.